What are you nerding out on? That's the question I've been asking and focusing on these days. You never know what you're going to get on this show, this episode. You have no idea. It's all about what we're nerding out on. Happy? Are we now? Hey? You've finally done it. You've finally driven him loopy. Look at him, Petunia. Our boy has gone yumpy. I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. nothing like going yumpy i like to go yumpy yeah hey we're live and in person once again there is nothing like finding a squatter in your studio trying to steal your shuttle again i guess we'll see what he who must not be named is up to and what he's nerding out on so uh you know let's hit record see what happens let's rock it yes right welcome to the real brian show that's right oh boy's gone yumpy he's gone yumpy I'm the real Brian. I've gone yumpy. Like I said, uh, this is terrible accent time. Uh, maybe I'll join it as something else. I don't know. But thanks for joining me. Glad you're here. You know, it's uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to end the week, right? And being that it's October, we do tend to get a bit scared during this month. So what better way to celebrate the scary season than with he who must not be named? And I feel like since I'm really doing a bad English accent right now, British accent, UK accent, I'm just going to start in here because it must be my lucky day. Welcome back, Lord Vold- uh, uh Captain Influence. Are you threatening me? <laughs> uh, I am the great Cornholio. No, I'm not. Like, shut up. <laughs> I need TV for my bunghole. Welcome back. How are you doing? Thank you for coming. Dude, hearing that intro music was yeah. so nice and nostalgic for me. It's yeah. been a while, dude. I know, dude. Last time I was on, well, I was I was here a couple few months ago. What? Like three months ago? I know. Was it? So I'm trying to remember, has it been literally August or July or something like that? August. It was August. Yeah. That's nuts, dude. Yeah. It's too long. Your shuttle is the best place to squat. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. It is the best place to squat. And that's why I'm like, you know, what do you do with a squatter? Well, in Colorado, nothing. You can't do anything anymore (laughs) because they've, they've changed all the rules and people who squat have more rights than you do. Wow. Although there is the make my day law also. So I suppose whoever make has the day. most firepower is the one in the right. Is that is that what it is? The money and firepower? Might makes right. Yeah. Might makes right. I love it. Ah, yes. Hey, that's. <laughs> Have you gone yumpy too? It's an old precedent, but uh, yumpy doesn't even begin to describe it. I've, <laughs> I've gone. I've gone. You've gone lost it. Yump to the yump degree. Totally. I love it. I've got so much thing. I got so much to catch up with you on. So oh, good, dude. This well, will be awesome. You know what we need to do really quickly is uh, have a little fun here because you know what day it is. Yeah, indeed. Got it. You know we haven't done this together in years, like since the first year. Yeah, come on, ready? Thank God it's. Oh, that just that just man. It's Friday. Welcome uh, to the weekend. Although some of you start the weekend early, Thursday's the new Friday. Really? That's what I hear. Oh man, that's not fair. I know. Um, I just decided though that I'm ready to retire and that I feel like it's just time to just start the weekend all the rest of my life. I've 
I've been of, ready to retire for years and it yeah. doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I feel like, okay, well, do, do we, do we need money? Yeah, I guess so. Dang but it. when I do retire, I'm definitely going to be squatting in your shuttle full time. So <laughs> yeah, Dude, well, just be prepared. I mean, I guess that's uh, that, that is the danger of having a shuttle. That's pretty open right now to the public. I yeah, should, but it's I still, it's, get some, you know, it's still broken though. So no, I mean, it's fixed. Oh, it's been fixed all this. Yeah. Dude, you I didn't could, even know I that? could have flown around in that That's thing. Kind oh of my why, gosh. Yeah, why did you, well, you shouldn't have told me that first of all. I know. Well, all right. now you're going on a trip <laughs> with a capital T, yo. So there's this, this urban legend and we need to find out if this is actually true that the word trip, you know, for drug trip, like tripping. Yeah. Yeah. Tripping came from a guy who tripped on probably acid. I don't even know. But again, I don't know what the drug was, but he went on. He probably tripped. acid. Yeah. And so basically he walked up to one of his friends or roommates. Again, this is like urban legend. So this is why I want to verify, but he goes up and he says, I'm going on a bike ride. And then he like flips out, takes off, grabs his bike and like rides off. And that's where the, and, so they, and they said, from. Hey, where'd Dave go? He went on a trip. He went on a trip. He yeah. went to get the stuff. Yeah. So he tripped. There you go. That's probably not true, but you know what? I'm going with it and it's funny. And so anytime you say I'm going on a bike ride, <laughs> I like going on bike ride. Tripping, dude, man, we'd be tripping today. This studio. Now that you're back, you've seen some changes. I've been talking yeah. about it. What do you think, uh, just visually so far? It's still very sparse because you have way, <laughs> way, way more space than you need. Yeah. Um, I still don't get how you. I you've got that whole Doctor Who thing going on. You know, uh, I know bigger on the out. Yeah, bigger on the outside. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> But the changes that I can see uh, within you know range of my eyesight yeah. uh, are fantastic. I mean, it's cool. you have all this clutter in one little spot of the studio, and then all yeah. your swords and armor and all that are around the periphery. Yeah. And life size job of the hut. You used to have them all scattered, like like these columns scattered throughout. But you've kind of moved the columns, like turned them into plasters along the wall, yeah. and yeah, yeah. But and you got your your music set up here. Yeah. Yeah, no, so, nothing like whimsically, you know, moving the foundations of a large building, but that's fine. You know, it's just easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right about the studio and this is something I've been talking about, but it's even in process more than it was last week. And I mean, a few things still going on, but you know, the, the Harry Potter artwork is now over there, as you can see. And, uh, but I got the keyboard on top of the actual studio desk now. It's beautiful. Which has been behind me or elsewhere and I haven't been able to use it. So it's all hooked up. I don't have all the the software and everything all fully installed yet. I've got most of it. I've got the the Steinway piano for it and stuff, but trying to get Arturia, the the Arturia software that is, it's what it is, you know, mixed with Ableton and everything working at that point. So that's the oh, next yeah. step. But basically uh, everything's over here. I got one of those little like clamp on desk, you know, keyboard and mouse trays that you put the clamp on yeah. The clamp on. Yeah. There's nothing like a clamp on um, clamp on clamp off. So it works. It's weird because I used to have all this desk space here and it's gone. But yeah, I put stacked. I put the roadcaster, you You're know, my, my mixer. I put that up on a, on an arm mount because it's got a vase amount on it. You know, the vase amounts that you mount monitors and TVs and stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't, didn't know, know they're that. called vase amounts. Yeah. So it's got a vase amount on the bottom. So I got a little monitor arm. It's awesome. It's mounted. I can move it around and stuff. So like right now I've got it pulled out towards me, but I can push it out of the way so I can play the piano. I can, it's one of those cranked sit stand desks so I can lower it based on playing piano height or raise it up based on the keyboard and mouse height. It's cool, man. I mean, well, it's so close. Hopefully by next week, the music will be flowing. 
I hope so because I've been waiting so long for your music, dude. I and know. another I thing you did that I that I thought was really clever was you took the the tracks for the tram inside here. Yeah, because you have to take yeah. a tram to from the door to the middle part where we're yep. talking. Yeah, it takes like three minutes to tram over here. And he has the tracks instead of going straight to the studio part, he has them like spiraling inward. Yeah, so think, much more fun. Think Voltron. You know, when you come in the tram and you, you like drop into your lion seat, yeah, it's li- like that sort of where you're kind of flying, except you're spiraling and you're, you're tramming in. And then all of a sudden you drop into your, it's much more your fun. studio seat, much more fun. Oh yeah. So good job. You know, I was thinking about Voltron 1980, whatever that was. And didn't they like, fl- they, they grabbed onto like one of those zip lines and like, yeah, they flew in that I way. Think they did. And in the, the new one, don't they kind of uh, fly like, like ride in on a tram and then that becomes their cockpit. Isn't that right? My brain is full. So I don't remember what they do. <laughs> I'm trying in the new to remember one. too. Cause it's but I do while. remember the holding onto the, the, the line, the zip line yeah. type of thing. I'm pretty sure that was the old one. I think that was the old one. Yeah. But not, I, I live pretty much day to day now. So I, my, I understand it, it's information in information out and I only retain certain things. So you goldfish. Yeah. Like I've watched every episode of every season of Alone in the yeah. last couple months. Yeah. I don't remember any of it. Oh. So. Do you remember enjoying it? Yes. I okay, enjoyed good. the heck out of it. Good. Well, oh, I, I mean, that's don't, everything. Except I have to, one caveat. Do not watch Alone the Beast. Oh. It's this like offshoot season of Alone. It's awful. Okay. It's like the producers, some random producer decided to take the Alone name that is very popular and, and, and well-received. And they invited some like college student filmmakers oh, sweet. to like, okay, you guys, you're watching episode alone. Okay. You kind of get the gist of it. We're going to do this project? with it and then poop all over it. Do it, do whatever. And it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's really contrived. It's not written well at all. It actually, it look, it feels written instead of, you know, actual people out in the wilderness alone talking to cameras and stuff. It, yeah. it, it looks like they were, scripted basically hmm. and it's very very awful so the beast is very bad everything else was fantastic yeah interesting yeah i was reading something and once again too much information I'm, i've been too busy lately so i'm having a hard time retaining everything because of the busyness you know uh-huh. but i was reading something that was interesting that was talking about and it was a show of course can't remember what show it was why this show worked and you know others don't and that kind of thing Basically, it goes into talk about the the writing of the characters. They made the characters so realistic, and I think it was based on a yeah. Because I think they're rebooting it. Maybe maybe this is what it was. Is like the original worked and the reboot either isn't going to or won't or didn't or something like that. But the whole point was that the character was written to be very realistic, and it was very much what we can truly be and understand as humans. And the reboot was let's just make this person completely ridiculous. Like because quantum, we quantum uh, uh, leap. No, it wasn't that, but that's, that's one example, but you know, okay. Like we're, we're watching manifest and I love the character development, but there are some characters in there that I'm just like, I've never met anyone yet like that. I'm sure somebody hmm. out there exists. That's like that, but Probably. I've still never met anyone like that yet. Huh. So you just kind of go, oh, maybe it's possible, but it's rare. And I think they're kind of assuming that, well, if we just write people like that, people are going to assume that most people are like that. And it's like, but they're not, that's the thing. So, Anyway, I think that's why I have a hard time really getting into certain shows these days is because I just don't feel connected to the characters because they don't feel realistic. Oh, okay. And it's interesting. Equalizer 3 is out, by the way. Okay. And I love those movies. And so I, I rewatched one and I'm going to rewatch two because I, I don't remember two at all. I mean, one I've seen a few times, so I love that movie. And so then I'm getting ready for three. And then I realized that Dakota Fanning is in it. 
And I'm like, okay, well, she's an adult now. <laughs> That's so cool. I'm like, I forgot about Dakota, Dakota because Fanning. you know she was the child star. She right? was a huge child star. Yeah. yeah so she's I, I don't know how old she is, 30s, something like yeah, that now, probably. Yep. And so I, I saw this picture of her, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, she's she's all grown up. Tell you what. Then I got to thinking, okay, I never saw Man on Fire, which was Denzel and Dakota also. Oh, yeah. So I okay. thought, I don't know if that's the last time they, they teamed up, but I thought this would be kind of fun to go watch Man on Fire. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I never saw that. That was 2000, was it four, I think? And dang, dude, dang. That was, have you seen that movie? No. Oh, it's intense. Oh, really? But they really wrote the characters in that, sh- in that movie pretty well. Interestingly, seeing Denzel... And getting a little bit of of a glimpse into his mind and the PTSD that he has and some of the other stuff, you can see why he does what he does. And so mm. you start to really connect with that. It was very interesting. But it's the same thing with The Last of Us on PC, oh, not, yeah. not the not the TV show as much. I feel, man, the way they wrote Joel and Ellie in the game was more realistic than in in the show. Okay, I, not too different. I think that makes but sense. Interestingly. Yeah, like as you know, I I was kind of moderate about the show. It was okay, yeah. but I didn't like it as much as I wanted to. Yeah, the game's good, but I I'm looking forward to playing the game. It's on my wish list. Yeah. So uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I'm still going on, and that that's been really, oh, yeah, really yeah. fun, man. I'll tell you, there is nothing Talk like being able to walk through Hogwarts, uh-huh. and it's pretty open. I like mean, all like in the grounds and inside, and for and the most part, yeah, sweet. it's it's fascinating. I mean, granted, like it's not like a full open discover Hogwarts and everything like that, but you know the the quad where you know like Malfoy's always always taunting Ron comes up and he's like eat slugs, and then he ends up eating uh. slugs himself. Like that that whole quad area is in there, and uh. you get to go you know up and down. Um, a lot of the, although I haven't seen the moving staircases yet, so I haven't, I haven't gotten to that point, but you get to go to some of the other things and you, well, you do go to, I'm in Gryffindor. So you do get to see the Gryffindor common room and the, the dorms and, and all oh, the defense of the dark, the dark arts room is exactly the same. So it's just the, really cool. So the game is based on the movie sets, like, because the, yeah, the, yeah. the whole sta- moving staircases thing, I think that was an artifact in the movies. Oh, well, not okay. in the book. That's a good question then. I don't remember there being, I, th- I, th- I feel like books. they added that into the movies. It was cool, but I don't remember that in the book. See, now I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen the movies so many times mm-hmm. and I've only read the first book once and I don't oh, okay. remember now. So yeah, there, somebody can tell us which, which wouldn't, yeah, I'm not sure, but yeah, please. maybe that's, it might be more based on the books, but either way that uh, a lot of the stuff is, is very cool on that. But then um, you do get to go to Hogsmeade, which looks slightly different, but at the same time, very cool. I'm blown away by how fun it is. And whoever said it was for kids. Uh, no, I never heard that. Um, Somebody said it was like kind of more juvenile. And I thought, not really. I mean, you are playing a Hogwarts fifth year. So you're whatever age that is. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's good. Okay, it's cool. Fun, so it's I can't worth wait. watching it worth playing. I mean, I've been playing aliens, dark descent. Nice. I got it on sale and it was, it's, it's worth it. I I'm enjoying the heck out of it. It's pretty intense. It's pretty, it's kind of difficult. Yeah. So it's kind of like an XCOM two oh, format, nice. but nice. Okay. instead the combat, instead of being um, turn-based like an XCOM, it's, it's all real time. You can, it's in real time and you can slow things down to do certain actions, but yeah. otherwise they don't let you wait very much, which in, which increases the intensity of the fights, you know? So, yeah. well, captain's pants of hammer, said that there was a new deep rock galactic game or the, yeah. so the designers of deep rock galactic, by the way, the, the deep rock galactic game is amazing. We're rich. We're rich. We're rich. Yeah. Mushroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shut up about the mushroom. We know it's a mushroom already. Get back to work. It's fun game. It's so good. So the, 
the designers have been working on, I think two games. Okay. They said we've been working on something new, but I was able to find two games that I think are from the same developers. And one of them is what captain hammer pants recommended. And he said, um, it's, it's funny as, as I'm reading his description on the email, I'm like, this is deep rock galactic. I look at it and it is deep rock galactic, right. except it's third person just like that, where you're looking down and it's just like bullet sponge. You've got 50 billion enemies coming at you instead of, you know, a dozen at a time. Or but whatever. you can still mine nitra and gold and stuff, but and- it's more like a Diablo style. Oh, okay. And I was looking at it and I thought, eh, you know, it's more about the rewards and the boosts. And I thought, you know, deep rock galactic was good. What they did was a good thing. Yeah. What they're doing here is like every other game. Yeah. It's and I just thought, eh. Kind of a copycat. Yeah. They went from being original to now let's try to do what somebody else oh, has okay. done, but with the Deep Rock skin. So I wasn't impressed with the the demo or the, the videos or anything, but we'll see. Yeah. It's not out really. And then the other game that they're working on is like a, it's a magic, it's called Wizard or something like that, but it's a magic based game, but it's- um, As a Magic the Gathering? Well, no, it's not Magic the Gathering, oh. but it is card based. Oh. And I thought, you know, deck building. And I thought, eh. Oh. I don't know. So oh, I'm not like, into deck building ah, games. <laughs> I don't know if those guys are going the right direction, but they, they had something so unique with deep. Rock. Although Johnny pistol shot and I have been playing escape. So escape simulator. Oh yeah. An escape room simulator, right? It's so good. What blows my mind about it is that you pay for the game. They give you quite a few rooms. Like some of those escape rooms, it's like one room for five or $10 and then you pay for another room or whatever. Uh-huh. This is escape simulator and they give you, I don't know, 30 rooms, maybe, maybe 40 or 50. I, I didn't count them, but it's a lot. And then all of the users, the community come in and they make their own. Really? Oh, that, that, that's like exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Because I mean, didn't you tell me, or maybe I'm making this up, but didn't you tell me that the game, the rooms were a lot of, a lot of uh, combination locks? No. Did you say, okay, maybe I'm thinking no. of something else. No, so I mean, are the puzzles really, you know, challenging and, and diverse depends on the room. Okay. So some of the stuff that they, the game itself put out, those are fairly easy. I think they're designed to be like, if you can beat 15 minutes, that's kind of the, okay. the record time or whatever for each of those rooms. Um, some of them are classified as 30 minutes, 45 minutes, two hours. It just kind of depends oh, on the room. Wow. But honestly, we found that the user created rooms, uh, community created rooms, I guess is what we call them. They're better. They're far better. I mean, they may yeah. not be as polished, you know, because the the designers have actually done it, but we found Harry Potter rooms. Speaking of Harry Potter, really? It's amazing. Like we did one that was um potions class. It was really good. They've got ocean themed ones. So there was one where we were underwater and we were going through this underwater um base basically and and it was leaking and we were losing air and we had to figure out our way out to get wow. to the sub or something, you know. And then they've got like theme types, so like Halloween, Christmas, all that. Uh, some really scary ones. There's been some horror ones that we've done recently really? that are, are are really creepy and actually really fun to wow, do. So it's nice. a, what I found about this game is that we have not come close to running out of rooms to do oh, because good. you just keep finding new ones in the steam workshop. I'll so if you're a fan of escape rooms, I feel like up this too is late. really cool. I feel like up too late, AKA alpaca lips yeah. would really enjoy that. He would. And honestly, I think he'd the easy ones he would do quickly. Okay. And they really are actually pretty easy, but okay. then there are some more going, I have no idea what to look for next. I, d- I don't even understand it. Wow. And they were very, very hard to figure out. I had to actually look up for like a hint and we're like, oh, okay. Now I know what we're doing. But yeah, it's fun. It's really worth it. So anyway, there you go. Escape Simulator. That was actually Daniel, Daniel J. Lewis. I think he was the one that suggested, or was it a Daryl? Was that Daniel Day Lewis? 
Because yeah. that would be even cooler. He's his brother. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Day and Daniel J. J. Got yeah, it. They're, okay. they're, they're brothers. Can can we talk Star Wars for a little bit? Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't like Star Wars. Does a bear crap in the woods? <laughs> Cocaine bear, dude. You haven't seen that one, no. but man, I saw it was a good movie. <laughs> Uh, well, no, wait, before we talk Star Wars, let's talk, um, uh, you and I, the other week we did, um, a watch together on Plex and what did we yes. watch? Oh yes. Uh, speaking of, of, well, this was not a horror in my opinion. This was suspense. This was sci-fi suspense. It was called no one will save you. Yeah. A lot of people would consider it sci-fi suspense horror, but yeah, it wasn't because to me, when I see when it's alien based, then that's sci-fi. Uh, yeah. If it's like supernatural, that's horror. Okay. That's how I classify. Okay. Not everybody would classify it that way, but I see it as suspense. Cause like you're going to have jump scares and you know, it's going to be the one where like, like with signs. Oh, right. When that scene, you know, and he's, <laughs> he's like looking down and like he sees the reflection of the alien in the glass oh, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> oh, that still freaks me out, man. Um, was that Dakota Fanning in that movie? Was she the little girl in that movie? Oh my gosh, it might have been. And wasn't Dakota in uh, War of the Worlds? Yes, yeah, she with, was uh, in War of the Worlds with Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. And she was little then. So yeah, she's been a lot of stuff, dude. So and then she's she probably in her early early thirties, I think. Yeah. She has to be. Now I need to know was that her in Signs or not? Because um, I think it was her and River Fiend. Oh no, her and Joaquin. No, Phoenix. Abigail Breslin. Oh, yep. easy to get them mixed up. Right around the same, you know, time where they were both child stars. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, um, so no, no one will save you. What did you think? I liked it to an extent. Here's what I liked the most about it. I liked the actress. She was yeah. fantastic. I've never seen her before. She looked like Emiliana Torini. If you know who that is, she's a, a music Icelandic musician. She's beautiful. She's a great actress. And the whole, the whole movie, no one says anything like there's almost no words in the movie. There's none until I think the very end. Yeah. Near the end. I liked, I liked her and, and how she, how well she acted. And I liked how alien the aliens were sometimes. True. But other times yeah. the aliens were a little contrived. Like, like one of them was kind of like a chimpanzee or orangutan yeah. and moved kind of like an orangutan. So there was, there were good and bad parts of the aliens. You brought up an interesting point while we were watching it. There were some where the, yeah, the aliens moved in an alien way. They clicked, they, everything they did felt very non normal, non. Yeah. Um, like they, they had these, they had these gestures they would make with their weird arms and it was, and, and that, that part yeah. I appreciated because it was so alien, but then some of them roared like a beast, like a, yeah. like a, an earth beast or they moved like an earth beast or, or like you were even talking about, like they were, they were roaring and coming at her like a trope. It was a, tro- it was a movie trope that we were all yeah. familiar with for a the last coming at you or couple, bear. three decades or so. Yeah. So like in, in any movie where a monster sees somebody and, and starts chasing them, they have to roar really loud and yeah, then start yeah. chasing the person. It's, it's a trope and it's been done over and over and over. And they did that a little bit in this movie. But when you said that I, all of a sudden I started just like imagining <laughs> how aliens could be if we were to write them so, so, so alien. So think of no earth, anything. Yeah. Then it's like, why would an alien roar at her? At yeah. all. Why would it even make any noise? Why wouldn't it sneak up on her and take her by surprise? Or, yeah. you know, like all kinds of and other it little did things some like of that. that. There was a lot yeah. of that in there, but then they mixed those tropes in like the roaring and, and charging. And then the, the, yeah. the ape alien was a very, <laughs> it was very tropish. Yeah. They Just, all different kinds of aliens, which is actually kind of cool. Yeah. So, so there were good and bad aspects of the aliens in that movie. So yeah. it was interesting that the movie started off really strong. Uh, and I, I think even you were like, man, this is really good. And then about three quarters of the way through and there it goes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, yep. Now they've lost their Jump creativity. The yep. Yep. 
Yeah. So, but it was still worth watching. I liked it. It was a yeah, weird it was ending, fun. but it was a very fun uh, event. Yeah. I but, like that. I like the watch together thing on Plex right yeah, now. Yeah, it's really neat. It's a it's a cool thing because that way, and it's it's completely legal too. So whoever owns the movie can hit watch together, and someone else can have a free Plex account. You can just sit down and watch a movie together. Yeah. I like that. And you're just you know different locations and hanging out and doing the mystery science theater three thousand. Exactly. <laughs> just commenting on the whole it's time. So or if fun. you want, if you want to just shut the heck up and and uh, with your friends. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. Just eat some popcorn or exactly. Yeah, I love it, man. Sip your soda. Star Wars. Star Wars. So what, so, are you, what are you thinking about Star Wars right now? So two things. First, Ahsoka. Finished Ahsoka. That's two things. Eight episodes, right? Yeah. Uh, it was wonderful. I nice. loved it. It was very good. You know, you know me. I'm a Star Wars snob. I, yeah. I'm really critical. And of course, any anyone's opinion about any of this is subjective. I, I acknowledge that. But for me... It was right up there with Empire Strikes Back. It was oh, yeah. right oh, yeah. there. And that's saying something. Yep. Um, and so now they've got they've done Andor, which I adored, which not everybody liked, by the way. I was kind of surprised how some of my friends really just didn't get into Andor. Um, did they even watch it? Though? Thought, yeah, they did. Oh, okay. uh, who I thought who I thought would like it, but they were like, eh, it was okay. Interesting. So, but I thought Andor was the first, in my opinion, well. At the time, I thought it was the first really good written Star Wars in a very long time. Uh, and then Ahsoka followed up on that, which and it was really good as well. Mandalorian, I, I, I pretend that doesn't even exist anymore. <laughs> no, uh, uh, John Favreau used to be one of my favorite people in movies. Yeah. And he has, he has so ruined Star Wars or tried to with Mandalorian. I still don't know it's his fault, but. Who knows? Yeah. But he allowed he he allowed it to happen or whatever. Anyway, and Dave Filoni saved it. And did Dave Filoni save? Uh, you mean save Star Wars? Yeah, not Mandalorian. Okay. No, no. Well, he the episodes that Dave Filoni was heavily involved in were the really really good Mandalorian episodes. Fair enough. Every Fair one enough. of them were. Fair enough. Any Mandalorian episode without Baby Yoda? I know his name. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. He doesn't Any Mandalorian it. episode without He's Baby Yoda it. is a decent Mandalorian episode. All right. You're nameless. I hate that thing. Um, <laughs> but you've been, you've been getting on me. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. awesome. I love you, it. You've been getting on me for years to, to try and watch rebels and clone wars. Yeah. The cartoons. Yeah. And I've been like, yeah, I need to get on that. But I've always, I've just kind of procrastinated and procrastinated and procrastinated. Finally, because they're animated because they're animated yep. and I'm not really into cartoons per se. Uh, unless it's like Japanese anime or something like that, then I'm more into it. But, yeah. um, but I started watching rebels not Clone Wars yet, but I watched Rebels yeah. and I have loved every single moment of it. Nice. So nice. Thank you. Well, of course. <laughs> and I finally watched it and I, and I, I just wish to goodness I, I had watched it sooner. So yeah, no, but I understand that because it took me how many years to get into Clone Wars for that exact reason. Okay. Because Clone Wars, I don't even know when that came out. That was a long time ago. That was before Rebels, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind that, you know, it was the prequels, which was 99, 2002 and 2005 and the clone wars. There was actually the, the cartoon network did a clone wars okay. right around that time. And it was like a two, it's like a two part miniseries, you know, kind of thing that yeah. was cartoon based. It was amazing. The story was incredible. Um, they actually showed what the force would be capable of doing, which I loved uh -huh. 2008. They came out with the clone wars movie which was also intended to be like the pilot episode. Okay. And the movie introduces Ahsoka Tano. Okay. And she actually, well, I mean, this is not much of a spoiler because you know, whatever, but definitely watch it first before you watch the TV series. But basically Obi-Wan 
was putting in for a new apprentice. Oh, I forgot Obi-Wan. I'm sorry. I, I did like Obi-Wan yeah, well that was enough. A good show. Yeah, I, I liked it pretty good. So Obi-Wan was putting in for a new apprentice and she shows, well, this this youngling shows up. And, she, and they're, by the way, they're thinking like apprentice, not youngling age. They're thinking older. Okay. So this youngling shows up. Her name's Ahsoka. She's delivering this message basically. And then he said, oh, well, you must be my new apprentice. And she's like, well, no, Master Yoda assigned me to Anakin. And he's like, wait, what? I don't want to teach. I don't want to do it. So that's how the whole thing started. I see. And then it goes into this, the whole thing where Ahsoka came in as a, as a character and, and she is a youngling. So I don't know what age, but very young at that so point. So she was, she was Anakin's uh, Padawan before he went to the dark side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Once you get over the very particular animation style in Rebels, once you get over that uh, and it, and it didn't take long to get over it. It's just very, it's very different. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very CG. Uh, sometimes some when the, when some of the characters walk, it's awkward in the yeah. in the animation. That, yep, yep. But otherwise, it's I mean the writing and the story so make up for that. It's not even funny. Oh, Dave true. Filoni is my Star Wars hero. I don't. I I I wish. I wish. I wish in an alternate universe, he was the sole writer of all past, <laughs> present, and future Star Wars franchise well, because yeah, but if we didn't have George Lucas, we wouldn't have anything at all. Well, I know I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I meant, but I after George, saying. yeah, I you're saying. starting with the prequels and then every, and then into the sequels, if, if yeah. Filoni had been in charge, I would never have had anything bad to say about them. I guarantee yeah. it. He's Filoni, that good. Filoni is really amazing. And, and that's the thing. So he, he created clone wars. He created rebels. Um, it, it's, you know, it's funny. So 2008 was when the clone wars came out, but I don't think I started watching it until 14 or 15. I want to say, okay, um, but then that's, but it was, I think it started rebels first. And then I thought, well, I need to go back to clone wars and see what's going on because I don't know all the right. backstory right now. But yeah, I was the same way, man, where I, I just like, I got sucked into rebels and I just thought, whoa, I never thought I would like this. This is incredible. Everything about it's really well done. And then, yeah. And then you watch the clone wars and you're like, that's incredible. That's incredibly well done. So when Ahsoka came out, we heard there were mixed reviews. We heard people who absolutely loved Ahsoka and others that really did not like it. Wow. I read an article finally, because I was like, what do people hate yeah, about what, this? What do people hate about Ahsoka? I'm so desperately curious. The Go ahead. one comment that someone said was if they don't have the backstory of rebels and clone wars, they're going to be a little lost. Maybe, but I watched the whole thing without having watched rebels yet. And I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. But this article goes into that. They talk about, that as amazing as Ahsoka is, he's banking on the fact that yes. you have the entire knowledge and history of the entire Clone Wars series and the Rebels and even the Bad Batch. I get that. And so that's kind of why people are really upset as they said he expanded the universe too far with, you know, relying on people having, what did they say? Like 221 episodes of knowledge under their belt or something yeah, crazy it, like that. But I thought, well, okay, yes, but they... <laughs> Ahsoka is they, essentially they, a sequel of Rebels. Still, totally. Yeah, it is, but it's still semi standalone. They're not yeah. telling you that like, if you have never seen Rebels, you're still going to like Ahsoka. You're still going to understand what's going on. But if you've also seen Rebels, you're going to love it. Yeah. That and, much more. And, and uh, Ahsoka made me want to watch Rebels, which is why I started watching Rebels. Cause Oh, I want to see where this came from. Yeah. And I'm glad I did see but that. I was, didn't need to. That was me with serenity. I watched serenity oh, movie first before firefly. Okay. I didn't know about firefly. Yeah. You know, I watched Serenity and I thought, wow, this is incredible. What's going on? It was a standalone, yeah. but it banked on you knowing Firefly. Right. I didn't. So I was like, well, I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but either way, I loved it. Then I went and watched Firefly and it's the only reason I went and watched Firefly. And then I loved Firefly even more and then Same, watched yeah. Serenity again. I was like, oh my gosh, this is even better. And I'm like, holy cow. So 
it's the same kind of thing. I, I get the criticism. I get why people would say, you know, you, you kind of have to, I get why people would think they have to watch those other franchises before you watch Ahsoka. Yeah. But I don't see why it would make it ruin it for anybody. Why anyone would hate or dislike Ahsoka for that reason is just crazy to me. Yeah. It's really well written. Like it is. really, really well written. So if you like Star Wars, I think you're going to love Ahsoka. I just really do. What I love about it is that the Star Wars has always had some campiness to it, but it's always been done in a way that is fun. Except, Except Jar Jar. And Baby Yoda. And Baby Yoda. And then there have been some other campiness things. Oh, where and it was some like, parts of Boba Fett and some other oh, parts yeah, well, of Mandalorian. Certain things just, but the thing is, is that George Lucas know, knew when to make campy moments and he didn't do it at the expense of his really powerful and serious or even dark side characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Darth Vader was not campy. Never. Boba Fett was never campy. Nope. They made it campy later and that was stupid because you took, again, you're taking characters out of context and you're making them campy. So the campiness was more with like Han Solo and you know, that's funny because yeah, that's just, that's their characters and it works. Yeah. So same kind of thing here is that they they take the campiness out and put it with the right characters. Yeah. And I loved that. It's exactly what it should have been. Like uh, my new favorite droid is hardcore chopper. I love chopper. Chopper is the best droid. Yeah. Yeah, And that was Dave (laughs) Filoni's. I think that was Dave Filoni's voice. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I used to hate chopper when I first watched the season. I was like, Oh my gosh, he's so annoying. And then later I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love him. He's such a, jerk exactly that's what oh I love it's about amazing yeah. what, what an attitude that droid has oh man and and it really comes out in rebels they saw time. this uh one of the videos it was so funny they were talking about hu yang who is uh oh yeah the other tenant right. yeah and they said <laughs> there's like they're talking about all the different uh characters and they've been like, you know david Tennant is hu yang and it's like the only droid that knows more than anything else or anyone else in the entire galaxy, which makes him the most valuable commodity in the entire known universe. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> like, and he trained, he trained all the younglings. Yeah. He's like 20,000 years old or something crazy like that. And I'm like, he's a great character. They, he did, but they did kind of make him a little unrealistic because he knows way too much. He has way too much history. I'm like, yeah, he would be so valuable. Well, Welcome the empire. Yeah. Empire isn't trying to get their hands on him. And he is uh, kind of, I mean, arguably he's underutilized in Ahsoka. He's just a pilot. And then right? they, I said, mean, <laughs> they said his new role engineer. Exactly. So he's, <laughs> he's really underutilized for what he, so for funny. his background, but yeah. Hey, we all retire and do less stuff, right? Yeah, when you're 20,000 years old, look as good. You are not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, man. Totally. Yeah. It's a good show. I, I, I still haven't finished it, but I'm going to get there because yeah. I'm been taking my time. But you know, part of my thing is, is that I, it's been busy. I've been working really hard on the studio and stuff. And so like when I get a chance to watch something, I'm like, Oh, I'm gonna go watch something. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, I got to go back to Ahsoka. Yeah. There's so much to watch. It's so good. That's, that's the hard part right now. Yeah. There is. Um, I haven't even played games much right now. It's like I just, uh, if I get a chance, it's once in a while with you guys or whatever. But yeah. So watch Ahsoka, watch Rebels, watch all those those animated if you're a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, you're stay get a away from Mandalorian if you haven't watched it already. <laughs> don't watch it. You don't Some need to. Some people love it, man. And you know what? That's cool. Like you said, it's all subjective. Yeah, there's something for everyone. I'm, yeah, not, really I'm, not, I'm not dissing the people who like it. I just, I'm, it's like people who yeah. like country music. I just don't get it. <laughs> that's all there is to it. I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, wrong with it. I just don't get it. Well, there's something wrong with it. No, I, I, I'm going there. No, I'm going there. Yeah. Country music is, is <laughs> you know what? The thing that I don't like about Munchkin. Co- mm, okay. Munchkins, music, Munchkins. Yeah. Munchkins in general. Um, Because they represent the. the, uh, the yeah, so yeah. The, the thing that I don't like about most country music and also now Christian adult contemporary music. 
Okay. Is because they sound a lot the same, by the way. Oh, really? It's very dumbed down three, four chord wonder. Country music is, has gotten musically very boring, very unchallenging. Lyrically, though, it's... It tells, uh, it's they can arguably tell nice stories. good story. Yeah. 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 That's one thing about country is they, they do tell good stories, right. but musically, typically country music is bland. No, I, I would agree that country music musically, like you're saying yeah. is extraordinarily monotonous. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about yeah. is the actual music. Because again, as a, as an instrumental musician, that's what I hear first. Okay. Uh, lyrics are second to me. Right. So, you know, you go back to some of the Western cowboy style or even like Johnny cash and stuff. That's totally different. Yeah. I mean, I like that Charlie Daniels, I love those guys, but yeah, when you're into the, the modern country and I'm talking modern country from like, let's say eighties and newer, yeah, which is not even, or even especially nineties and newer, especially like Travis 90s, Tritt yeah. onward, right? Yeah. Twit, <laughs> Travis Twit. Is that what you said? <laughs> Tritt. How do I know who Travis, uh, uh, who else do I know? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, Garth Brooks. Oh gosh. Uh, Conway, Garth Brooks. Conway Twitty. That's what that's I'm thinking old. of. Yeah. You're Twitty. Listening to that kind of stuff just makes me go, eh, you know what? Country it's music's gone yumpy. We're going to go with that. You've gone yumpy. You know what hasn't gone yumpy, though, are, are some good new songs here that I found. Oh, yeah. But this is me. So you guys might not like them. Everything's subjective. It's all subjective with music. Yeah. You know, Sia. I like Sia. Yeah, yeah. She has a new song, which oh. is nice because she hasn't had anything in a while. It's called Give Me Love. Give Me Love. Mm. Yeah, it's nice. So Jake, I, the Jivik, J-V-K-E, you know, uh, you know how people churches, do all that. Yeah, I know. Jake, churches, yeah, all that. It's uh, Jake. I know a little bit of his history. And what I do know is that he got famous on YouTube. Uh-huh. But what I love about Jake is that he is a phenomenal pianist. He doesn't oh, okay. hold back. The piano reigns in his music, which is awesome. So he's got a lot of talent. And I found a new song that, uh, you know, the, the one that's the one that's very famous and popular right now is, is kind of poppy and all that. This one, though, kind of has a it's weird. It's like a, a mixture of pop, a mixture of hip hop, a mixture of rap, a mixture of something totally different. It's nice, but it's called This Is What Space Feels Like. So check it out. And you know me, anytime that Seven Lions and Above and Beyond do a collab, a collab together. <laughs> oh my gosh. Brand new song called over now. Oh, cool. And, uh, the original and also one of the, the remixes, uh, the extended version is really good. Sweet. Too. Both of them are really good. Um, I'm going to bring out a lot here. Cause I got a couple that are just like, what, what the heck, you know, Throw um, uh, purple disco machine. This is new band to me. <laughs> I've never heard of these guys before. Something on my mind. Really good. You remember the Beatles a day in the life? I heard the I, news. I today. Like I oh should. boy. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Right. Yeah. So apparently that's about, is that about Paul McCartney? I think it's about Paul McCartney's life. I think that's what that song actually okay. was. Really good song. Crazy song. Love it. There's a cover of it with C. Saint, Serchina, you know, the SVR. <laughs> the, I'm just going to uh, name again, my name another Brian v. with a V. You know, yeah, totally. The real Brian because everyone else does. So it's Serchina and um, AG. And they did just a very haunting, very beautiful cover of the first part of A Day in the Life. So if you remember the day, if you, if you know the song, there's like the first half is a certain theme. And then the second half is a totally really crazy, happy, fun. Um, it's like, goes that dun, 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 dun part. They don't do that in this cover, but it's good. Okay. I'm a fan of for King and country. They're out of Australia. Really good stuff. They got a song called unsung hero. That is not, it's like a deeper cut on the album, but it's really good. It's a, I don't know who it's about, but it's just a beautifully talk about lyrics. I actually like the lyrics talking about someone in their life. That was uh, obviously a huge impact unsung hero. So it's just meaningful, also good music. And then a really fun song called uh, count them by Brandon Lake, which I, I don't know much about this artist, but found him and I was like, this is a really cool song. Just fun stuff. So I'm going to put them all on the 23, the 2023 Spotify TRBS mix. Sweet. So 
again, if you're on Spotify, great. Follow it. If not, then uh, grab the music and, and run with it. Have some fun. But I, just, I had to share it because we haven't done music in a while. So heck yeah, it'll be kind of fun. But dude, so you're out here for a little bit longer. Yeah. Are you here next week? You're not here next week. I was going to say, you might be here next week. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, no, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. We'll okay. surprise you. Maybe there's an opportunity. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We got to do some, uh, some Himalayan, Himalayan, you know, some, some of that. They better not be out of Momos Dude, again. If they're out of Momos, man. I'm going to throw, Dude. I'm going to literally flip the table. Dude, Savannah's going to have to hold me down. Yeah. We're going after Savannah. She, by the way, has been the waitress that has <laughs> been with us every single time that we have gone to this place for at least a year and a half now. Yeah. And we've gone there multiple times because every time you come out, which you've been coming out a lot lately. Yeah, this this year a lot. It's yeah. been crazy always. So if she's there tonight, man, she'll have to hold me down. Yeah, if if the momos Hopefully are not. out, then we're we're gonna start a, a bar bar brawl, food fight, fist fight. Man, I'm yumpy. I, I deep <laughs> thoughts with Captain Influence. Ever wonder why we get our teeth professionally cleaned twice a year and we brush them twice a day, but our elbows get totally neglected? <sighs> That's been a while, man. I don't know about you, but I wash behind my elbows. Seriously. Just like my ears. There's yep. no professional to clean your elbows. I know. I'm, I'm, there's no insurance for it. We need to, we need to get into a elbow massage therapy or elbow cleaning therapy. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Have a glorious week. I know we've all gone yumpy. Don't go yumpy. The Brian show is signing off. Yumpy. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.